0: Episode 23, we have a special, special, special guest on the <laughs> mic today, Jody, friend of mine for almost 30 years. We just did the math. So, say oh. hey, Jody. Long time. Hey, everybody. So, we're going to talk about divorce and the effects of the life and times of a sperm donor, a.k.a. the missing father. Just in time for Father's Day,
1: exactly. Yes, that, isn't that just
0: perfect? Just perfect. It is perfect. So it's a
1: holiday that is not celebrated at our house, except for <laughs> when I text you,
0: <laughs> or except when I text you, Happy Father's Day. Yes. Uh, so how do we start this? How you want to start?
1: We can just talk about how it. You know how having literally a person that made a decision to have children decides to walk out of their kids' lives. There too. you go.
0: Let's start with that.
1: Yeah. So basically, both of our children were conceived not out of mistake. Well, I don't it was one of those things that was said, "Hey, let's
0: have a kid." It's
1: time to have. You know, are you ready? It says that I'm ready. Are you ready? And the answer was yes.
0: So then you're both responsible.
1: Yes, we were both responsible for these children. Uh, we stayed together probably longer than we should have. Um, and the ultimate thing that made me leave or kick him out was when he told my oldest one when she was 16 that our marriage would have been fine had we never had children.
0: Wow. So That, that kind of seals the deal right there with the sperm donor thing.
1: You can hurt me as much as you want, but you don't get to hurt my kids. And he said that to her. So that night he was asked to leave. Um, and consequently, he has had little to no contact with them in the 10 years that we have been Divorced.
0: It's been 10 years. Wow, that's a quick 10 years.
1: Well, no, we've been separated for 10 years, divorced for eight.
0: Yeah, because we did about the same time, Mm -hmm. because I've been divorced almost eight. Mm -hmm. You beat me by a couple of months. In these past eight years, he has tried to reach out haphazardly?
1: Occasionally. Occasionally. Just like the last, for instance, um, his nephew was getting married in Kansas. We were all invited, the girls, and I thought it would be fun to go because his side of the family has always been great to to me and the girls, um, at least that sister and that family. Gotcha. Um, they've always been great. Um, they remember their birthdays, they send them cards, they send them Christmas cards. Mm-hmm. Anytime they're in town, they look us up and say, hey, do you want to get together? So we thought it would be fun to go to the wedding. Um. He texted me and said, any talk about Jack's wedding? And I'm like, the girls and I are going. And he said, well, can't we go as a family? And I said, we not a family. So <laughs> no, that would be the answer to that one. You want a free ride? He wanted a free ride uh, and that oh. was not going to happen. Uh, so long story short, on the 20th of May, he sent a text to both girls saying, I'm not going to the wedding. Okay, great. Yay. Stress is off. We don't have to worry about awkwardness and seeing him and any of that kind of stuff. So we're going to have a good time at the wedding. The next day happened to be Danica's birthday. She never heard from him. On her birthday. On her birthday. So he took the time to text about not coming to the wedding because that was all about him. On her birthday. But never sent a text on her birthday.
0: Hmm. Epic fail.
1: Epic fail. This was the third year in a row that he has not reached out to her on her birthday. He seems to remember his oldest daughter's birthday, but not his youngest daughter's one. So that was probably the final seal that I don't think that my kids are going to be in contact with him anymore. My oldest one does not even want him to meet her boyfriend of six years. And he's never met the boyfriend. Nope. Nope. Wow. They own a house together. They live together. They're
0: maybe going to get married someday. Uh, but Which he will probably not be invited to.
1: No, he will not. My brother would probably walk her down the aisle.
0: Wow. See, being a father, and you know me as a father, that would just destroy me. Right. That would kill me. <coughs> Excuse me. Patty.
1: And it should. That's how yeah. a father should feel. But when when somebody is as self-involved. As he is, then that just goes away. He actually moved to Pueblo before Danica decided to go to college down there. But he had the audacity to tell me that part of the reason that he moved to Pueblo was because she was going to be there.
0: was to be close to her. Which is, it's just a complete So the whole time she was down there, did he have contact with her? No. No. Maybe Twice. She
1: came over to his house once, and she said the F word, and he told her that he she shouldn't talk like that in front of his girlfriend, and so she left, because she's like, where do you think I learned that word from? Certainly wasn't from mom.
0: (laughs) Wow. The AKA missing father, bad dad, there is a caveat there that they do teach you what kind of parent not to be like. That's true. So that negative learning is really huge because uh, someone told me each experience you take, you take the positive and negative, but you always learn something. You know what? That's a hard lesson to learn, though, man. This is your flesh and blood. Yeah, and you know
1: what? I think the thing is is that his idea of being a dad was providing for them, but what they really needed throughout their entire life was him to be there. There were multiple times when they were growing up that – They would have a band concert or a track meet or So just to physically be there. Physically be there. He would show up, but he would either show up high or drunk. Hmm. And then embarrass them because he'd be stupidly vocal. So that was that was like the So double negative. That's not what we needed. And my oldest one played golf all four years of high school. Um golf was his game he loved playing golf so he was you know my, my daughter's a golfer she's great at it all four years i did not miss a single tournament i walked the greens with her every single tournament he did not show up to one tournament until she made state her senior year
0: and he was a golfer
1: yes i know nothing about golf i mean i do now after spending four years of following her around but you were
0: there as a parent but I was there supporting her. So what you're saying to people out there that are listening, to that be are a mediocre dad. moms or dads, that are being mediocre parents, just show up. Just it's, it's sh- something, something simple. You don't have to support. Just show up.
1: Whatever their passion is, no matter what it is, show up and support them. That is how I have maintained a very, very close relationship with my girls. They know I'm there no matter what. Even for instance, when my poor daughter, she, my oldest one just got a brand new puppy, a little French bulldog. She's so cute. She's, you know, tiny. I'm not a big tiny dog fan, but she's really cute. So she called me yesterday morning crying on her way to the airport because the night before she had dropped the dog. (laughs) Now keep in mind, my daughter is six foot tall and it's a long way to fall. That's a, you know, that's a long way to fall. And all she wanted me to do, the reason she called me, was for me to be able to tell her that her puppy was going to be okay. That's all she yeah. needed from me.
0: Want you to listen.
1: All I had to do was listen and just say she's going to be fine if she's eating, if she's walking, if she's drinking, if she's doing everything normally. And she, but she wouldn't come near me, Mom. I'm like,
0: because you dropped her.
1: I'm like, okay, so if you fell off a two story building, <laughs> the next day would you not be a little bit lethargic?
0: Or go into the two story building again.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't want to go in that elevator again because I didn't want to fall again. So, long story short, is just to be there and to listen no matter what their decisions. My oldest, my youngest one, she had great ambition to become a doctor. And then she started working for Dutch Bros. That company changed her. It made her happy. Oh. It made her fulfilled.
0: It gave her a purpose.
1: It gave her a purpose. And so when she made the decision to not continue to college, I fully supported it just because you're happy. Yep. It makes you happy. Go for it. So, again, all they need from you is to be there. And And listen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Even if they have a change of venue. And and kids will have a change of venue. She's Mm -hmm. only
1: 22, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know how many time it times scares my me. Friends, I was married at her age. I know <laughs> that's that even scares me too because you know when do we grow up? When do we stop being parents? And that's probably never. Oh, never. never. So what do you think your ex is missing out on? There's so many things he's missing out on. I um he is
1: missing out on two incredibly intelligent, articulate um giving young ladies um they he's missing out on receiving love from them and the kind of love that i get from them
0: unconditional
1: it's unconditional yep. no matter what kind of a mood i'm in now granted they can they can get on my last nerve every once in a while of course their daughters well for instance let me tell you this <laughs> let me tell you this so we're at this wedding right And the one in Kansas, Kansas. and there's a big dance party going on. So we, you know, we were talking about being intimidated because the bridesmaids and the the groomsmen, they were good. I mean, they were dancing pretty darn
0: what kind of dance?
1: Oh, they were dancing to everything.
0: Disco, everything.
1: well, we're talking Michael Jackson, oh, okay. um, Bruno Mars, um, and, and you guys were intimidated. Country. Come on. You guys are from Colorado Springs. Come on. I know. Represent. They were good. So, but we all got up and danced and we were dancing to a Bruno Mars song. Granted, this is, this is my kids because they're both very sarcastic too. So they're missing, he's missing out on some sarcastic funny oh, yeah. stuff, but we are dancing and I did something with my hands up in the air to Bruno Mars. And my oldest one says, this isn't thriller mom. <laughs> and then i just stopped dancing and she goes don't cause a scene and i'm like oh my gosh i just stopped because you just called me out you know called you
0: thriller oh man because Nin- I went 1982 like, 84 whatever because i went like this, this is, with my hands oh. <laughs> see and those are special times that you never forget
1: but no matter yeah. what no matter how we conflict at times because everybody, you're always going to conflict with your children Um, because you want to give them instruction or you want to try and guide them when they don't necessarily want guidance. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be conflict, but no matter what we still come back. And when they have conflict with each other, when, when he and them have conflict, it just pushes them further apart. Whereas because of our relationship, when we have conflict, We've gotten to a point where we stop and we talk about it and we
0: work it out. It almost pushes you more together. It does. Yeah. It does. I started something uh, probably a year or nine months ago, like every morning, and I try to remember every morning, but sometimes I don't. I always text all three and say, hey, happy Monday, happy Sunday, have a nice day, love you. And I just do that, like religiously. And every now and then I hear from them and every now and then I don't. It's no big deal if I don't hear from them. I, I, I just do it. Which is a great thing yeah, to do. Just do it every single day. Just bam, 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 bam.
1: Because it lets them know that no matter what, the first thing you think of in the morning when you wake mm. up is these three human beings.
0: Knuckleheads.
1: That changed. Well, yeah, yeah, but these three human beings that that changed your life forever. You were not the same person before they came into your life.
0: Oh yeah, life was good. Well, and its I mean, it was different. <laughs> Oops. Life was life different. Was, life was different before they came into my life, the uh, wonderful cherubs. Yes, the wonderful cherubs. Yeah. That's
1: the difference, too. That's one of the things that happened is that you said, you know, when do you grow up? Well, when my ex and I started dating, we partied. I mean, that's what we did. We partied and we played and, you know, we – and for five years because – I got married at 22, but we didn't have our first kid till I was 27. So we were together for five years and we played together. You were nice
0: and selfish. Yes. Yes.
1: And then, which which is okay. And then we made a decision to have children. It wasn't, it wasn't, oops, I got pregnant. It was, this is a decision. That's when my life changed because I grew up. He didn't. And that's where everything changed. He felt like he lost his play partner because I'm like, I'm responsible for this, yeah. this little human being. I got things to do. I can't do what I used to do all the time with you. I can't stay up until two o'clock in the morning. I can, you know, I got a, I got a, a child to take care of. And he, I think that's when things really changed five years into the marriage when we oh. had kids because he didn't, it was great. You know, he loved his daughter. Um And when they were little, he was a pretty good dad. You know, he'd play with them and he'd, you know, f- do everything that they needed with them. But
0: when did it change? What do you think?
1: When they, when, when they, they decided, when they started to have an opinion.
0: Oh, other than his.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. When they started to have an opinion.
0: Interesting. And they're both opinionated. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> let's, let's just leave it at that. Um, Love love you two. You guys both are opinionated. Oh, my God.
1: Uh, Yes. Yes, they are. But you know what? But they're also willing to listen to other people's opinions, too. So, uh, for instance, number one. Okay, so when I met my ex, he was a very liberal Democrat, like as far left as you can get. I don't know what happened to him. But since that time, he has moved as far right as you could possibly be. I don't know how, and I don't know. I think it was him locked in his dark room, listening to KOA radio and Rush Limbaugh, or smelling the chemicals. I don't know. Yeah, but he is way over here now. My daughters are still way over here. They're they're very left. We can have discussions because I'm sort of in the middle. In the middle, they can't even have a conversation without there being an argument or a conflict. Like the last conversation that he had with my oldest one was well i gotta go by the way i still support trump that's how he
0: left it wow so like kind of a dig yeah that's a dagger before i get out of there you know love you that's his. that's his love maybe maybe that's his love language digging in with the knife that's, that's exactly a, that's a, yeah
1: because he doesn't know any better and he wouldn't ever try to do it any differently He just doesn't, you know. So unfortunately, it does leave a void in their lives. No matter what, it does leave a void. My oldest one has her boyfriend and has his father as a father figure and has my little brother as a very big male influence in her life. My youngest one, not so much. She doesn't really have, so it affects her. More than it affects my older one mm-hmm. because my older one has male influences that are close to her that she interacts with on a regular basis. Um, that's why the job at Dutch Bros is so important for Danica yep. because there she does have some other male influences are that are a positive, yep. that are a positive influence on her life as opposed to somebody who, no matter how much she would like to have a relationship, every time there's a conversation, it causes pain.
0: Yeah, it's almost to the point where you don't even want to contact him.
1: I don't think they will. After this last thing, I don't think that the, there will be. Yeah. Once, and he's missing out. He is really, really missing out. And it's funny, one of the other things, when we first got divorced, my kids, they asked me. Well, first of all, I said, it's about time, Mom, because they could feel the underlying yeah, kids, tension forever.
0: Kids, kids even when they're little, they
1: know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and then the second thing that they asked me is like, do you regret marrying him? And my answer to them was nope.
0: Because you guys wouldn't be here.
1: Because I don't regret any decision that I've ever made in my life from the time I could make my decisions because any other path that I chose, I would not have you two in my life. Correct. No matter what. I may have had children, yeah. but they wouldn't be you. It would you know genetics or not they you turned out pretty darn good in spite of of the the lack of a of a paternal figure, oh yeah, you turned out pretty all right, and you're pretty darn good, young women they're not kids anymore, they're young adults, so that's you know it's oh, his goodness. loss, my gain, and yes, I have been a mother and a father for. Quite a long time, and I I don't even know if there's any difference. I've just been a
0: parent. Yeah, uh, you've kind of fulfilled both roles. Yeah, uh, You have to step up. I have a friend uh, who we did divorce and cover together, Pete, and he's raising his two kids—one <laughs> one in high school, one in in, the, in the middle school. The mom kind of checked out, and uh, he's a super dad. You know, there's a lot of super dads out there that, that are doing it. I think these these sperm donors, man, just give us a black eye. Oh, it's the truth. I know there's
1: amazing fathers out there that, you know, and as a mom, I don't know how a mom could check out, but I've heard about it and I've seen it happen where they just say, Bye bye. Um, the the person that I've been dating for the past seven years. He she checked out of his son's life, but not his her daughter's. So that's another kid, not the other. Right. That's a very interesting dynamic, too. So the oldest one basically has little to no contact with her. But the youngest one, the daughter, gets texts and conversations and calls weekly. Weekly. But there's little to nothing. And the last time they were together, all she did was criticize him. I don't know, as a person for myself, how you could check out on your children.
0: It's even happened with another friend of mine. She's a young mom. They kind of got caught up and had a baby together. And the dad, the dad's a friend of hers, but doesn't want anything to do with it. It's like, man, come on! That's the most precious thing you can do. Yes, yeah. and you don't want to be a part of that.
1: And you don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. I think a big, and not not that I'm putting that down because that's not right. I mean, that's you're right. It's the most precious thing you have. But my thing is that we didn't get caught up and have children. This was a, to be honest right. with you, you know, I was on on um, fertility drugs with, with Dan or with Kayla because um, we both went to the doctor, you know. So, we, you know, it was a decision. Here's the ovulation test. This is the perfect time. Just like plan, plan. It, <clears throat> both of them were extremely Hurry, planned. Hurry, come
0: home right now. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. So sexy. Exactly. It was so sexy. Not at all. Yeah. So,
1: but they were both planned. Yeah. So the fact that we made a decision to gather to have children.
0: Even and makes it even it's
1: it's even more difficult yeah. because you just walked away from them. You just decided that they didn't need to be a part of your life until it was convenient for you. So for like another time, Danica's working away, she loves her job and everything. He was in Colorado Springs one day. So he drives up to the stand. And says, hey. She's like, oh, hi. Can I get you something? He's like, no, I just thought I'd drive by and say hi. And she's like, so he comes to where I work. He drives through in the drive-in to say hello and doesn't even order a drink. <laughs> Not, yeah, make me something that you think I like, Danica, so that she could show off her skills yeah. or what she was doing. It was like, no, I just thought I'd see if you were working to say Hi. And then he just took off. Hi. Hi. Bye-bye. Wow. That's the kind of contact that, that he has had with his children. I say his because they are his still, um, but they're mine.
0: <laughs> yeah, but even if you get caught up, though, you still got to stand by it. You still got to be a man or woman. Well, you're definitely being a woman because you're kind of stuck with it. But, <laughs> but but so many men walk away. And I just just understand it. They don't want to be bothered.
1: No, they don't. And, you know, your situation is almost, you know, you kind of had that for a little bit too. You know, where, where she just, she didn't necessarily check out of their lives, but she was doing her thing for a little while. She was doing her thing for a little while and they weren't the priority. Whereas I think that once you make a decision to have children, raising them to be happy, healthy, productive contributors to society is your priority no matter what else is going on around in your life that once you make that decision because you can make a decision to not have children because you don't want that responsibility and that's okay and that's okay that's my brother you know my Mm -hmm. my my dink family up there we call them dinks because they're double income no no kids and that's their decision but they also take their love and give it to my children.
0: So it's almost like a village.
1: Oh, yeah, the village
0: is huge. You have no idea how I large think. of a village I've needed. Oh, with oh no, I know you got a big village. Trust me, <laughs> um, the village does step in, and the village doesn't necessarily mean family either. Nowadays, you know
1: what? Yeah. Um, I think that part of the thing that helps Danica so much is that. When she was in high school, going through high school, she was part of the ROTC program. In fact, she ended up being the um I don't even remember what it's called, but she was the the head cadet mm-hmm. um at the very end. She was the commander of all the cadets. Um but having those male influences the the, the um uh the colonel and um the sergeant that were a part of that program being influence on in her life also made an impact on her. Um mm. I think that they supported her and they were there to listen to her yeah, and the
0: dad figures.
1: Yeah, they were very and they were authoritative dad figures because they were very obviously he's a you know master sergeant and a, <coughs> and a colonel in the air force um but they were also compassionate with her. And and they voiced their pride. They're proud. I'm proud of you, Danica. You're doing a great job, Danica. They pushed her along. They pushed her along. I remember when uh, th- at the end, um, she was she was kind of done with ROTC. She had you know a semester left, mm-hmm. and she was like, Psh. and mainly because there was a couple of of <coughs> of boys in in the the cadet cadre that that bullied her Mm -hmm. so she was just kind of done and i remember colonel calling me and voicing to me how proud he was um that she was the best um so what was the name of that uh term you were trying to find (laughs) it finally popped into my head she was the wing commander which means that she was in charge of all the cadets in the high school okay um so anyway they split it half the year. She was the wing commander. And then the other half of the year, another kid was the wing commander. Um, that was the first year they had done it. So the second half of the year, she thought, you know, I just don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. And Colonel called me and talked to me about it. And so that I could talk to her about it. And the word that he used was legacy. That she had been the best wing commander that that school had ever seen and that she will leave a legacy to have somebody talk about your kid um, at that age. And that level. At that level, being a legacy. Um, so having somebody tell me that and then tell her that gave her a sense of pride. And I know that she never would have heard anything like that from her father.
0: And that's another thing dad has missed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Hearing that being proud of your daughter like that all just, of that yeah.
1: all of that to you know where something like that normally in in I would my guess is in a normal family if he had been supportive if he had been there if he had been been to all of her mm-hmm. drill te- drill matches you know all of those things I, there was never a drill competition that I missed she was <laughs> she was always marching and I was always there the only the only drill competition I missed was the one they went to in Wyoming and when they went to the national finals in Florida, in Miami Beach, which, by the way, they were second place in the United States. So, Um, But because she was a part of that team, she learned a lot of leadership skills from that man.
0: And she was able to take that later in life.
1: And she's been able to take that going on into her position. And unfortunately, usually that's something that you learn from your father. Luckily, again, that village came into play with my child. And I was able to thank that village many, many times. And um, so consequently, she's turned out okay, despite having an an absentee sperm donor (laughs) or father. or We don't call him dad. (laughs) Wow. Dad is a different word. We need to
0: get like a new name for absentee sperm donor dad. Think about that next time. Well, Jody, thank you for coming. That was very interesting. We want to sh- uh, shout out to all the great dads out there and great moms. Yeah, here, here,
1: Happy Father's Day to all the great <clears throat> dads and moms that
0: uh, yep. do it on their own. Happy Father's Day, and uh, shout out to the villagers, the villagers of the villages out there. <laughs> you know, keep keep helping us out, and thanks for being part of the village. And and I think everybody's part of the village, and sometimes they don't even know it. You know, you can you can gain respect and admiration. And knowledge from a person by their actions and they don't even know it
1: absolutely yeah. absolutely thanks for having me
0: well we'll have to do another one these days all right joey thank you for coming and we'll talk to you later bye-bye Bye.